0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. I'm glad you're all here this morning. So, Well, like everybody, uh, I've been meditating on Christmas actually for several weeks and looking at interesting uh, scriptures, and thinking of its wonderful meanings. And then I've had a whole flurry of activity, been really, really busy. And then those kind of things all kind of worked together. And, uh, but I've had, uh, fortunately, I've had long driving times. And so it's just been, you know, really trying to, um, I don't know if you go through this at Christmas time, but like with all the flurry of activity, I I want that... Uh, I want that joy of the little finding the the little Christmas tree that nobody wanted and it bringing back the story to your life thank you for sharing that a very very special and uh, got me crying before we ever got started this morning but those uh, isn't it strange how the human heart works in this deep longing to connect to the bigger story of Christmas do you, are you Are you following what I'm meaning? That there's this uh, longing, I think, in the human heart, both to know and be known. And then the whole idea of Christmas and uh, what it represents and then the history of it and then all the strange traditions through the years that have built up one on another and that it means this and it means that. And even for church and the understanding of it because The reality is, you know, and this isn't the the Grinch that stole Christmas this morning, but the reality is we don't know the time of year that Jesus was born. They started celebrating it at this time of the year during the third century, really in opposition to pagan rituals, and we all know that. So I don't think that should ever steal anything about the joy of this season out of it. And yet there's a deeper meaning and I'm so, I was I was thinking about this. I'm so thankful to the early church, to those early centuries that went, No, we need to find the time and the space and the understanding to really grasp this. Because I really think for them, Christmas was all year long. It was that that understanding that drew them into that deep longing. That uh that coming home to a place you've never been before and that feeling of Christmas morning and that they were living in it all the time, but that they took the time. I love it that they stole December and gave it to the Lord. They took it away from darkness and and snatched it back out and brought it firmly and brought it to us at, at this time of the year. I jokingly say that Christmas is the only reason for winter. If you take my meaning, I'm not a winter season person, so uh, I like it when it's warm. Uh, but it's, it's such a wonderful time of the year. So I was thinking about all that stuff and then waiting for my kids to get home and to get here and thinking on family and life and church and you guys. And I started remembering when the kids were little, the magic of Christmas Isn't it strange how we as adults, we always want to sort of recapture that? Even do little things so that your kids will be captured by the magic of Christmas, you know? Um, Now the new tradition is, I think it's Ellie the Elf. Do any of you do that with your kids? So you put Ellie the Elf around in different places throughout the house. It's just a little girl elf, if you believe in girl elves. And uh, if if you go see The Hobbit, you will. And uh, so she's supposed to help tell the kids, now you better be nice and not naughty and and pick up your room and that kind of stuff. So you put her around. I like all that stuff. I love all of it. Christmas is magic. Think back for a moment right now. Just shut your eyes. No, I'm not doing new age stuff with you. Just shut your eyes. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Are you smiling yet? Those are the things that I was thinking about all week for two weeks. Just remembering my favorite. And I I think that's so important to come back in. We want to go out, come back in and remember those things and let them touch us again. I was thinking about the kids being little, getting them to bed on Christmas Eve. By the way, Brenda doesn't know my message this morning. We didn't talk about it at all this week. It's all about light. And it's all about the light of Christmas. And with that, so I, I know the Lord has a hand in this. I was thinking about getting them to bed on Christmas Eve and what a chore that was. Do you remember trying to convince your kids to get into bed so that they could get up the next morning at Christmas time? And then, them indeed waking up far too early on Christmas morning when it's still dark out. And of course, you were up the night before after they went to bed at finally 10.30 or 11 o'clock and you were getting out and getting out the last minute stuff and wrapping it and getting it ready for Christmas morning and looking at each other and it's now midnight and you're going, I hope they don't wake up early, knowing they would. Oh, and all three of them running into the bedroom and hopping in bed with mom and dad and giggling and exclaiming, wake up, it's Christmas. And Brenda and I... Are going, uh uh-uh. uh no, go back to bed, too early, not yet. Right. But you see, they were waking up with that anticipation. They didn't need light, they had light inside of them, that anticipation of of the good things that come. It was Christmas Day. It is Christmas Day. With it, I was thinking all those thoughts and then like I re listened to Brenda's message and uh I normally don't, like, push a message a whole lot. But if you weren't here and you didn't get a chance to hear this message on hope, get online and download it. Go to the website and listen to this message on hope. It has just spoken to my heart over and over and what great hope we have in God. And uh, it's really, you know... So I'm not going to do the disclaimers, you know, with it being my wife and everything. Get that message and listen to it. It's one of the best messages I've heard in a long time. So all that's happening. i got to paint this scenario for you this morning, so I know this is taking a little time. All of that got juxtaposed against a myriad of voices and proclamations of all the things that are going wrong in the earth today. It's just like I got to hear it from everywhere. You know, one of those 360 things where you're going, wait a minute, I I just want to get to that nice quiet place and think good Christmas thoughts. But I kept running into all the different voices that were just, uh, and they were all saying the same thing. We need to wake up uh, to everything that's going on. All the news reports, the financial reports, the terrorism reports, the medical reports, the political reports, the health reports, the police reports, church reports, and on and on and on and on, all telling me, you need to wake up to these things. And I know it's really important to be awake. I'm not one of those, you know, bury our heads in the sand and go, la, 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 not listening. But I was going, what do I what do I really need to wake up to? And I kept coming back to Christmas. Why do I really, really, what will really give me understanding so I know the times that I live in and understand what's going on? It's the incarnation. It's Christmas. That's what I really, that's what really, if you listen to Brenda's message, gives us hope. A real light, a real responsibility that's going on in a very real world that's around us. Are there bad things happening in the world? Yes. Is America in trouble? Probably. You know, America's kind of been in trouble from the beginning. Oh, it really has, and it's always been on the edge. You understand that? I, I know it feels really bad right now, but just so you know... America's always teetered right on the edge of if just one or two things happen, it crashes. Isn't that strange? Even like, so these are all these voices, so you just got to bear with my weird story this morning. Even in the time I was taking the break, I was watching the History Channel and doing the Revolutionary War stuff and everything. There was a scene that happened right at Christmas time just before Valley Forge. Anybody else watch those, by the way, on the History Channel? in in which Washington was riding down a road with one of his aides and it's when they first started using snipers and so there was a British sniper that was waiting for him and went, there he is, the great Satan Washington. You know, I'm going to get to take him out. And he got him in his sights and he got ready with the new long rifle. It was the first time they were using rifles in warfare. And he had him in his sights And for some reason, Washington's horse turned. And so it ended up with Washington's back to this sniper. And because he was a gentleman, he wouldn't shoot him in the back. And Washington just slowly rode away. Had he shot him, the war probably would have gone the other way, teetering right on the brink of failure. Just because one guy decided... It was a, you know, it's a dishonorable thing to do was to shoot somebody. So okay, the stories are like that over and over and over again of the little things and the the little pains. In your own life, have you ever like just felt like you were tottering on the brink of disaster, like you got down to that last dollar, and instead of buying some coffee with it, you went and bought a tree. Instead of getting a loaf of bread and a You know, a thin stack of baloney back in those days. And you go, oh my gosh, it all just teetered on the brink of disaster. God's in control. God's in control. God's really, really in control. This is what I love about him. This is the light of who he is. There's no shadow in him, the word says. There's no worry. There's no anxiety. There's no bumping You Yo, know, Michael, Gabriel, get over here. Not that Michael, the Michael, the archangel. Get, get over here. We've got to figure this out. Look at that mess that they got themselves into again. We've got to do something right now and get them out. That's not how it is. He's in complete control. No doubt, no worry, no anxiety, and it's been that from the beginning. And he sees everything through the light of his being. So listen now again to a passage of the way John wrote the Christmas story. But listen about this light. In the beginning was the word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And then it starts talking more about light. It talks about John. He says, And there was a man sent from God whose name was John, this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Jesus came as light. So here's what I started doing. I started thinking about all the different things about light. Do you know what God's first act of creation was? Verse 3, let there be. Do you know what his first act of recreation was? Let there be light. Let there be light. Why well, do you say recreation? The incarnation was the first of Many. Because the light came in through Jesus, we now are birthed into light. That light. What is light? Is it just like, is that what they were talking about? Like those things up there? No. Light was understanding. Light's the ability to see. Light's the ability to have life. If there's no light, there's no life. That light became life to us. And the life to us became light to us. It shines. It illuminates. It makes things clear. Gives us understanding. Actually, it does everything. It gives us an identity. I just got to think about Jesus, you know, being wouldn't you have loved to heard the exchange between father and son? Just before that time came when the Holy Spirit came to Mary? When you love, I know, I know I'm strange, but this is where my mind went as I was meditating on all these things. Just the conversation between Father and Son. Who was the light from the very beginning? In the beginning was the word. So he has this conversation with the Father, Son, are you willing to go? going to have to go into a time of darkness. What? You're going to have to go into a womb. There's no light there. You're going to be hidden in darkness. You're going to wake up and you're going to have to remember from far off all that we had here. But you'll remember because you'll want to come home to light. You'll remember because I'll speak into you who you are. I'll confirm it to you. They won't understand you. You're going to be such a light that they'll look puzzled at you even when you're a little boy. You'll understand all the things that they're trying to read about me and be able to explain it to them and they'll just be stunned listening to you. Can you imagine the conversation that father and son had? And the son's willingness to do this. I just kept meditating on all the scriptures. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. The willingness of God to even go through, if you will, a short time of separation between them, of distance, of delay, of all the things. So for one purpose, you could come into the fellowship of their light. You could come into God and have the same light that was in God come into you. I, this is the most, nobody could put this story together. Nobody could make this up. Nobody could have thought of this. This was in the heart of God from the beginning of creation. I'm going, I, I kept meditating like my nylon gear started going. Zzz, zzz, zzz going through all the different conversations, you know, a little smoke coming out of my ear just from thinking too hard. And uh, I was going, this is the most incredible thing. And then I started thinking about the whole thing of everybody telling me what I had to wake up to. And I went, I don't want to wake up to any of that. I want to wake up to know you and to be fully known to have you bring light into my life, more. Bring more light into me. Oh, and how the psalmist cries, oh, to know you. How Paul cried, oh, that I might know him. To have more understanding, more light come in. I went, this is, this is incredible. Then I started looking at all the messianic prophecies. Do you know all, almost all of them deal with the issue of light and darkness? The one, we, we only read parts of them, uh, like this is the one from Isaiah 9. You have to you have to hear where it starts to where the one that we always read at Christmas time. So Isaiah 9-2. We always read Isaiah 9-6, for unto us a child is born. Listen to Isaiah 9-2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. I was going, what? It's all right, you know, and I, I'm pretty studied, and I'm going... This is incredible. This whole issue. Christmas is about light. Christmas is about God shining down to us. And that light is life to us. It brings everything to those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them a light has shined. <sighs> Staggering. And jumps, I'm going to jump down to verse 6. For unto us. A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government, all the worries, will be upon his shoulder. All the rule, all the authority. He'll take it. And his name will be called, come on, you know him. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. Oh, here's another one. Rise, shine, for your light has come. Isaiah 60 is a messianic, through there is woven a messianic prophecy. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Oh, my gosh. I think we need to have Christmas birthed in us all the time. Over and over And over. By the way, it is because verse 2 talks about, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Here's the wonder of Christmas and the light of it. Jesus coming shrouded in darkness and misunderstanding hidden for years and the light comes. Remember the day you got born again? Do you remember the light? Now some of you were little, so born again experience is really strange. Because there's many of us that grew up in church and you were three or four years old and you just always loved Jesus. Uh, You didn't You didn't have some of the, you had a different path that you had to walk through. By the way, the church can have a lot of darkness, a lot of dark corridors and strange, weird religious stuff, all that, everything. And you still got to find Jesus. Every child still has to find Jesus and have the light shine. You can grow up in the best family in the earth. And parents, there's actually great solace in this. i seldom say this from the of it. You see, if you could do everything right and everything perfectly, something that would occur, still has to occur because every human needs salvation. So something, as much as we protect our children, and should we? Yes. Should we pray for protection? Yes. Should we raise them correctly? Yes. Should we raise them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord? Of course! They still need a Savior. Everybody needs forgiveness. Everybody needs a Savior. So no matter how it happened in the journey of you coming to the Lord, do you remember that feeling? When the light came into me, it not only lit up my life, but the light made me light. So the light made me feel light. When Jesus came into my being, like I had one of those really strange conversion experiences where I, I tangibly felt, I didn't have words for this because I wasn't a believer. I didn't have religious language. I didn't know church stuff. I got saved all alone in, in, a, in a barracks room, all by myself with the Lord. And when I said, Jesus, you know, I was just going off the four spiritual laws in the back of a track. And so I was following them very closely. And when I said, okay. If you're real, then come into me. I tangibly felt presence come into me. And I got so light body-wise. All the heaviness, all the ick was removed off of me. I laid down on the bed, and I had, I, I was like trying to hold on to the bed. I went, oh, jeez, I'm having a flashback here. And... I'm going to float off of this thing. It literally felt, I felt so light of being that I thought I was going to float away. I couldn't sleep. I could not fall asleep. And it felt like the whole room was bright, but there weren't any lights on. And the light was just shining in me. You know what part of that light is? It's the Christmas tree with the little ornament. It's God choosing you and adorning himself with you and bringing light into your life. He brings light. I think we need to wake up to Christmas again. If we're going to wake up to anything, let's wake up to being light. To have light in us. Light season. a... No no matter what's going on, I I was looking at the New Testament passages. All the things about light and all the things about waking up and what light does when it comes because it does wake us up. You know, it says, Arise, sleeper, Ephesians says, and Christ will give you light. It says, Wake up and he'll give you light in order to see by. so as I was searching and musing I found this guy that writes this blog and, and these folks that I've been reading and connecting with now I want to read and just uh, close out today with it and then, and then take communion but, but you got to hear what this guy wrote and I'm going to even I want us to take communion so ushers can you help me and just start passing communion if you'll just hold the elements I'm going to have the the worship guys come up too so so here's this guy and I so related to it because he was writing this stuff about and that's how I found it about the light of Christmas and he actually got saved during the Christmas season and so he always liked to return to that and he found that same thing I so connected with what he was reading so he he was doing that strange journey of, of trying to connect with the light of Christmas and its meaning and everything so this is what he wrote Maybe you can connect with it this morning. Almost every year at this time, I freak out. I get lost in the universe. The weight of all the loss I've seen, the darkness of all the disappointment, the power of evil around me, the regret of a thousand wrong choices. I feel like I miss out. Though I'm surrounded by incredible love, I can feel outside of it. Like there's a place... Somewhere I'm, where I'm fully known. You know, I'm not there, and yet I am there. I'm in traffic, far away from home. And yet home feels inside. Sometimes I think there's something still deeply fundamentally wrong with me. I know that God loves me and at times seems to more pity me And I know I fully belong, and yet I want to more fully belong. Can you relate to what he's saying here? Has the God I once seemed to know more intimately been covered by talking about him too many times? By preparing well-crafted messages, thinking they could replace just being with him? by disappointment, disillusionment, disbelief of his goodness, discouragement, pain, loss. Invariably, I'm left walking alone through Christmas-lit neighborhoods calling out his name, looking for something, waiting for his voice, needing him again to be Emmanuel for me, to bring light. always answers he gently reminds my heart who he is to me and what he has done for me what he has done to me the light begins to come again I start thinking Jesus was the light to display the love my heart was desperately hoping was possible Jesus was the light to bring my heart alive, to bring me delight. Jesus was the light to convince me he knew the worst about me, and he still adored me. Jesus was the light that I felt fully protected by. Jesus was the light that made sense of life. Jesus was the light to convince me my life could have a happy ending. Jesus was the light to convince me my life had a purpose to it. Jesus was the light to convince me that I was a new creature. And Jesus was the light. I ever felt completely known by. Many switches. Jesus is the light and I can feel completely safe when I walk through any darkness. Jesus is the light who convinced my heart I could be vulnerable. Jesus is the light who convinced me that I could forgive and let go of my hurts. Jesus is the light who convinced me that I was reconciled and I no longer walked in any wrong. Jesus is the light who convinced my heart that I could share His light. is the light and that light is where I feel truly at home. Wake up. It's Christmas. The light shines. Darkness can take many forms thinking, pain from the past, an unknown and insecure future, darkness can look like lifestyle choices that I know that are still hindering me, stupid things I do and say, habits, wrong way of putting things. The light shines in the darkness and dispels it, chases it away. For some families, Christmas is the most joyous time of getting back together. and For other families, you get there and you go, oh man, I hope everything goes okay today. such a wide variety of experience in this time, this is what I know. The light still shines. And if we are to celebrate anything, it's that the light came into our life. So here's my little challenge for you. Before you get with the everybody else's To shine right back into me. Draw me back into home and draw home back into me. It's for that purpose that he, he really came. He came to shine inside of you. He came to be in you. I read an interesting thing from a, from a friend who posted it on Facebook. talked about God being revealed in you even before he's revealed to you and what that means do that again find a place to get alone even after we leave here today get all alone with Jesus and say oh shine in me just bring light right back into my being I want to be light again I want to shine we do that guess what happens One way to do that symbolically is to take this again. If you will, this is food and drink, but this is light. This is life. This food and drink became light to human beings. Real life, true life, true light now for eternity. So, would you pray over the bread with me? Lord Jesus. You came to fulfill everything. You are completeness itself. You're everything. Your being is light to us. And as we partake of your bread again, we are reminded that we are new and we are light in the Lord. We are no longer darkness. You have created light again inside of us. And we receive it in memory again this day. And we celebrate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this Christmas light, this Christmas bread. We receive it into ourselves again this day. In Jesus' name. And of all the things that represent life, it's your blood. If we could see it as it really is, it would be a shining cup that comes into our being. Changes every molecule of who we are. That it's light that flows through our veins. Light that gives our brains understanding. Light that pulses through us. So we receive it again. And I pray that the great mystery of what this is would begin to shine in us all week. And we could see you come again and again and again and again and again. And we could proclaim you in the eyes of everyone we meet. In Jesus' name.